Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're really welcome to this channel, NarcCon. This channel is all about understanding the narcissistic personality disorder, understanding what we've been through, the abuse that we've been through, how we've been in that relationship, our part in it, how a narcissist thinks and operates, because we believe in understanding about narcissistic abuse, we can heal quicker and go on to thrive in our lives in a very awakened state. So if you're new here, you're so welcome and family that is here for such a long time, supporting each other in our joint survival and thriving journey. Welcome. Guys, in coaching, which often stimulates a video, this subject has cropped up recently with a an increasing frequency and it's the effect that no closure has on people. The devastating effect of being denied closure in a very special relationship of your life and the effect that has on people. So I'd really like to delve into this and to really cover it. So I've decided to do three videos on this topic. The first video I'd like to do is I'd like to get into the narcissist's mind for you so that you can have some type of understanding and get some answers and actually eventually give yourself closure. I'm really hoping through these three videos that you will be able to get some peace on your healing journey. So the first video will be about the drivers behind the narcissist that actually propel them to give no closure, particularly in an intimate relationship. But again, it's translatable to familial or workplace and a friendship. Friendships can go deep and hurt us deeply when the person just exits without an explanation, which is essentially what no closure is. The second video I'd like to do um, will go into the effects of no closure in the ending of a relationship on a human being, on you. And a lot of the drivers behind the narcissist not allowing you closure 
are because of the effects that it will have on you, whether subconsciously or consciously or a bit of both. They know that this particular manipulation is extremely effective. And as usual, we know the narcissist is efficient in its cruelty and gets the maximum benefit from single manipulations. The third video or the third podcast I'd like to give you a heads up and warning about because I'm really going to delve into the narcissist's mind and what they're actually thinking at the time that they're leaving you and at the time that they're giving you no closure. And this may be very hard to hear. It's the truth from certainly from my perspective, experience, etc. Um, it's shocking. And people that are at the beginning of their journey may not want to hear it. It may be too much. It may be something that you come back to at a later stage. So I'm just giving warning about the third video because it could be upsetting to people. Having said that, we will get into the first video in the first section of this. Just before I say that, can I tell you that I have been listening to you in the comments and one request was that I would get into doing podcasts and that's what I'm going to, that's what's being done in the background at the moment. And that's for your donations and the super thanks and thank you for them. I've, you've been very generous in the super thanks recently. Um, that's where this money is going. I'm going to, someone is working in the background getting the videos translated into podcast form and that is going to be on Spotify and I will update you on that as the first lot are loaded, I think, next week. The other thing I'm going to do is another request from you is to open a Patreon or a membership so that I will put extra videos into the membership section. I believe that's how it works. You join and pay a very small monthly subscription um, and I will have special videos in there. And in there, I would like to concentrate on videos to do with healing. So instead of actually generating a course that you can do, joining that section or taking a membership out in that will supply you with tools for healing and a little bit of extra information that you I would hope would help on your journey. So without more to do, the drivers behind narcissism and the narcissist's lack of closure at the end of relationship. First of all, what is lack of closure? A lack of closure is when a narcissist or a person leaves an important relationship without giving the other individual any chance or recourse to ask questions or express themselves and how they feel about the relationship and what might have gone wrong or how the other person is feeling. It's a total close down. It comes with a shocking discard and you will find that a narcissist is unreachable. Once they have done this horrible discard, they will begin initially to just leave without giving you any explanation. And when you go and seek that closure, they will often block you and close you down, shut you down on any kind of forum that you would normally communicate, you know, WhatsApp, social media, 
Um, often, and a funny, funny thing is, often they will leave one avenue open, such as email. This comes up time and time again. And that's another video as to why they do that. But they will basically shut you down, not give you an explanation for leaving, not give you a chance to communicate and will invalidate you as a person actually existing at all. And that is heinously abusive to a human being, particularly when you have had a close relationship with them. It's very difficult to overcome this stage of your healing. And that is why I am attacking that now. It's often, I'll give you the reasons now in relation to the drivers behind the narcissist's lack of closure, but this is often a good diagnostic tool for your journey into exploring whether you were with a narcissist or not. You will have looked at a series of patterns of behavior. You may have had some light bulb moments in these videos. You may have decided that you are more or less decided that the person you were with was unfortunately a narcissist and had narcissistic personality disorder or was highly on that spectrum. The lack of closure is very indicative of a person being a narcissist. Lack of closure on its own without the other behavior patterns during the relationship is not enough to say someone was a narcissist, but it is highly likely that, that that dynamic was going on within that person if they do something of this, this extent of cruelty to another person. So how can we, having had this lack of closure, having had this harsh discard, look at this in the relatable to the dynamics of a person being a narcissist? So let's get into it. The first thing that really stands out is the lack of empathy. A person does not just leave a relationship and let the other person sink or swim in a very painful state without trying to help, without basic communication or concern for that other person. So the lack of empathy is a big red flag in diagnosing that person as being a narcissist. The second thing I would say is there's a total lack of accountability. That person does not want to hear what you have to say. They do not want to be held accountable. In fact, they don't feel accountable. They are happy for you to be 110% accountable for the breakdown of the relationship and they will not entertain you any further. So it's a big lack of accountability, another huge indicator of narcissism at its worst or best, whichever way you'd like to look at that. The next thing I would say is the entitlement a narcissist feels wholly and 
solely entitled to do whatever in whatever way they deem suitable. So you will not tell a narcissist how they should do something. You will not critique a narcissist. A narcissist believes they are right about everything and that they are justified in whatever they do and whatever they do is right. So that there's this huge sense of entitlement and superiority and the lack of needing to explain to a minion, to a lesser person, why they make the decision to do this. They feel they have the right to do this. They're in charge. They know everything. And for goodness sake, why would they take the time to go and explain their actions, their estate-like actions to a minion? The other thing I've written down is, and that kind of goes into the sense of entitlement, is the fact that you are merely an extension of the narcissist, that they have a sense once they have got you under control and they know they have you under control, they have that sense of ownership over you. So with the objectivity of a narcissist, you know, with the objectifying of human beings as objects, why would you go to the garage, the garage, as you say in the States, and explain to your car why you're leaving? You know, the car is there. The car has a function. You as a narcissist going to explain to your car that you're leaving and that you're not quite happy with them and that you may be buying another car seems crazy. Why would why would you have to do that to something that you own or that is part of you? It would also be like telling, say, say your arm that you're going to go for a walk now. Um, the arm doesn't need to know that because your head as a narcissist is the thing that's important. You don't explain to parts of your body what the rest of your body is doing. That's the best way I can describe the narcissist seeing you as an extension of them. It's it's just not, you're not a separate individual. So there is no need to have discussions with you about what the main brain and body does. The other thing which is shocking and it's the opposite to, you know, having empathy for a person is that at the point a narcissist leaves you and for quite some time thereafter, the narcissist actually hates you. And when we're doing the third video and getting into the narcissist's mind, I will be speaking as a narcissist and telling you what's actually going on in their mind at the time. And part of this is that they really, really hate you at that point in time. Now, remember, they also they have black and white thinking. So in the moment, they can absolutely hate you. They can be sure that they never want anything to do with you again, that they never want to talk to you, see you, hear about you or have even a memory that they were with you. They want you obliterated. They want you sent to the moon to never come back. So they resent you and they blame you, obviously, for everything in the relationship. So with that hate and sense of entitlement, 
they are just not going to tell you the truth. They're not going to give you the opportunity and me the opportunity to question them, to put your side of the story across, to get any comfort, to get any closure. You're getting what you deserve. You're getting punished and they have new plans. You are literally in the way at this point in time. Now that will change. And that's why narcissists hoover. Because the reality of the moment when they leave you and for months afterwards, when they really don't want to think about you, the reality of that can change in a week, can change in a day if their plans don't work out with somebody else. They can reframe anything. They will reframe anything to suit their particular situation. So when they do come back to Hoover, it's nothing to do with having remorse or being sorry or, you know, feeling guilty about how they left you or how you might have been feeling. They do not care how you were feeling. Actually, they do. Let me just say that. They do. What they care about is that you are in pain and that you are going to learn your lesson and regret losing them because you didn't appreciate them. That's what they care about you feeling. But what we would hope that they would be, you know, having second thoughts and being sorry and coming back to us to comfort us and say, I'm really sorry I caused you that pain. You know, I was in a bad place. They will say that, but they weren't. I was in a bad place at the time. That your feelings in relation to your pain and all that, that's a positive for the narcissist. They don't regret causing those feelings. They purposely want to have caused those feelings. That's hard to hear. That's hard to believe when you really, really love a person. It's very, very hard for that to translate from your head to your heart and believe that that was actually the reality. It's almost too much to comprehend. And that's why it takes time. But these are the drivers that are going on for the narcissist when they are doing that no closure, staying away. They're concentrated on their move forward, their move forward to something better, to something they deserve, to a person who's going to appreciate them. It's all madness, guys. It's a mad way of being because it never brings, it never produces growth. There's always destruction with the narcissist, but they don't see it because they live in the moment. They don't reference collateral damage that they have done in the past. They also believe that whatever they do, they can change things. They can change. They have power over people. They believe they're omnipotent. So if they then decide to come back to you, well, they're going to be able to come back to you. But subconsciously, this manipulation and sometimes consciously, this manipulation has multiple beneficial effects for a narcissist. And it's really good to be able to understand the drivers behind them giving you no closure 
that it's actually all about them and a gain for them. And it's actually no reflection on you at all as a person, although that's what they want you to think. And that's what no closure is focused on you thinking. So there are the drivers. We will get into the effects on a person of no closure in the next video. The last one I have down is that, I'm sorry, I have two more down here. Narcissists, I kind of touched on that a few minutes ago. They are able to compartmentalize what they do. So the no closure for you is more or less shelving you and having power over you until such a time as they want to, if they want to come back and use you as a resource. There is a sense in their minds that you're not going to go anywhere very quickly, particularly with this cruelty and manipulation. A lot of people nearly chase a narcissist down in the after the discard to get that closure because it is inhumanely cruel not to allow a person to communicate with you. So they get par powered up and buoyed up by you coming after them for this closure. So in a sense, it again gives them the sense of security that you will be shelved for quite a long time, the car in the garage, and you're not going anywhere. They know that, that they kind of have you there. They have you, they're going to have you stuck for quite some time because they know what you want. They know you want to talk to them. They know you want to discuss things. They know this. And they deny you on purpose. They deny you that closure on purpose, which keeps you relevant, keeps you alive there, keeps you what we call on the back burner to a certain extent. Now, when they are leaving and walking away, they have no intention of ever coming back to you. But they know somewhere in their psyche that having you still wanting them makes them feel absolutely brilliant, makes them feel powered up. And they've done this maneuver before with other people. So they like to gather people. In fact, there's a good song about it. I remember, I don't know who's the singer, but I'm sure you guys can tell me. I think it's called A Jar of Hearts. And I remember listening to it and thinking, hmm, that has to be about a narcissist. They like to gather people's hearts and keep them dangling on a string. A lot of the channels I know will say that the narcissist likes to create a harem or harem, however you would pronounce that. But this no closure business is a deliberate act of a narcissist to perpetuate suffering on a victim in order to keep them psychologically, spiritually and mentally and sometimes physically trapped in a state of distress and confusion to make them easier to manipulate for the comeback and keep them pliable so that they're still workable for the narcissist should they require any interaction with that person in the future or to rekindle the relationship with them. Guys, that's the first of the videos. The drivers behind the narcissist narcissism to 
deny you closure at the end of a relationship. So part two is coming soon. And what have we said? We said that the part two of the video is going to be the effects on us, on us guys, on human beings, when we get or receive the denial of closure in a very important relationship in our lives. And the third part of the video is going to me be climb up that ladder into that old narcissist's head and give you a delivery of what I believe is going on in the narcissist's head as they are leaving us. Take great care of yourselves and until the next video, please look after yourselves. Please make yourselves a priority and keep educating yourselves on this diabolical disorder because once you know it, you can heal so much quicker. Thanks, guys. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.